Welcome to the Mental Health in Schools podcast, designed and delivered by Anna Bateman, founder of Halcyon Education. Hello and welcome to Episode 1, Series 3 of Halcyon Education podcasts. With some restrictions now eased, I'm thrilled to be able to bring you interviews with students and senior leaders once again. Today's episode is an interview featuring three students from a secondary school. First, a quick word from our sponsors. CPOMS is an online system for schools to manage pastoral concerns and events now used by over 10,000 schools. The main reason it works so well is that the categories of information a school logs on CPOMS are chosen by the school, so that the concerns you face that are more unique to your community or individuals can be logged accordingly. It saves a huge amount of time compared to doing things on paper. Chronologies for pupils or school-wide reports can be generated quickly. The Service Point support team provide an incredible standard of service and are one of the main reasons CPOMs spread by word of mouth to so many schools. For more information, go to www.cpoms.co.uk where you can also book a demo for your school. Now to the podcast. Hello and welcome to um, Halcyon Education Podcasts. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by three students today. So we've got Troy, we've got Alara and we've got Zar. And really we're talking today about experiences of lockdown and being away from school this year and the challenges that that's had on our mental health. And also we'll be asking our students, you know, what kind of ideas schools might have in order to help moving forward and what they can do to impact on mental health. So I guess really just the question to, to, to you guys is sort of, you know, what, what's it, what have you missed? What's it been like this last year? Really, the social interaction. I really wanted to see my teachers, my fellow peers. I couldn't actually focus on the work because teacher was not there in front of me. So that was really a huge struggle for me. But I overcame it. I did lots of things to overcome the struggle and I did better then. So what kind of things did you do that helped you focus and overcome that sort of social Firstly, you know, during the start of lockdown, I couldn't complete my work on time. I couldn't submit it, but then I needed to change this habit. So I planned on doing all of my work on time. If a lesson finishes at 11.50, I have to submit that work at 11.50. I would not do it later or earlier. Yeah. So like I have to submit it on time so that I'll get time for other subjects too. So that really changed my routine. Mm. I got time to hang out with my friends and I got time to talk and hang out with my family at the evening. So that was the only thing I actually did during the start of the lockdown. Yeah. So you overcame some of the challenges by sort of, a, you know, discipline, a bit of a sort of slightly shift in work ethic exactly. to try and say, right, I'm not going to let this get, get past me. But you also spent time with your family, which kind of, I guess, I did. helped in terms of social interaction. Yes. What about yourself, Laurel? I found it a real struggle working at home, mm. sending sending stuff in on time. And um, unlike Zara, I, like, I was just struggling the whole time. I can't set a routine for myself and stick to it for um, a long period of time. So I was just struggling all the time. Mm. And but like when we came back to school, like because it's as she said, it's easier. Mm. Um, 
but you know listening to the teacher and actually yeah. doing the work in school yeah how, how did it feel at the time like feeling like you were struggling how did you how did you manage um, it was just really stressful and it was just a horrible experience. Yeah. But I guess I just had to overcome it. Yeah. Do you know, was there people around you that helped you to overcome it? Was there anything the school did that might have no. kind of have helped you through that? What, what, what could have helped you, do you think, in that stressful period? Um, I think, like, talking to someone about it. Yeah. I had my mum and my dad at home sometimes to help me with my work, but yeah. I didn't really do a lot about it. Okay, so you just tried to just cope and then hope that things got better when schools yeah. were open again, which it sounds like they have for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're such social space, these schools, aren't they? They're just so such an important part of how we learn, aren't they? How about yourself? Um, well, through my lockdown experience, I didn't particularly struggle with anything, but I did feel as though I needed some sort of push to help me improve my, like, my scheduling. Yeah. Um, I noticed that I would uh, schedule my uh, like my day, uh, like my educational day, uh, appropriately. Yeah. But then I discovered that since I'm not fatigued at that point, I would like extend like certain times. I'd play, um, I'd play a lot of games, and I noticed that sometimes I would go past like how I previously scheduled myself before lockdown, and I would go like to bed around three a.m., four a.m., and etc. And I noticed that the next day when I'm going back to school, I'd be tired. So then I messed up my schedule, my sleep schedule. And I noticed that this continued all the way until school. So we started reopened and started again. I didn't manage to get into my normal routine. And on my first day of back to school, I was quite fatigued. And I think I struggled in that moment because I didn't focus enough on what I had to like, what I needed to do in that moment. I didn't prioritize. Mm. And it's because I compromised my own my own health it then had a detrimental effect on my mental health yeah and as a result i started being cranky i wouldn't have like a good relationships with the people around me my mm. family in particular and that resulted in like me falling out with people and mm. i noticed that i would be alone and then when school had actually opened up again when i'd go home again i wouldn't have the best social interactions with my family mm. the people that i like build my foundation in life and the people that i like learn things from and I was like alone. I had a period when I was in like solidarity a lot of the time. And it was a struggle for me in that moment because I didn't have anyone to talk about. I didn't have anyone to talk to, sorry. And I wasn't able to talk about things that would go on in my day and I wasn't yeah. able to report things. Yeah. And I felt alone. Yeah. And were you able to then ask for help? Um, I think I found more comfort with my peers. Yeah. So when I come uh, to school, people that are of the same age group as me, people that would understand what I'm going through day to day, I was able to talk to them about certain things. And mm -hmm. then my teachers, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Beckett, he sent out uh, like a, he sent out a questionnaire, and in this questionnaire, it gave me a time of self-reflection to see what I was doing wrong as a person, and it really helped me understand that I need to do this and this going forth, and mm. this is how I can remember relationships, this is how I can talk to people more and be more open about things in my life, and that's what's really helped me to recover. Wow. So that's a, that was a really sort of helpful, self-reflective way of being able to yeah. to see, I guess what you've described there as well, maybe, maybe you guys maybe agree with this or disagree with this, is the... The kind of snowball effect sometimes of of anxiety or stress or overwhelm that you know you describe the lack of sleep then that impacted on how you felt the next day then it impacted on relationships and and sometimes that snowball effect that can happen and I guess without the structure of school that maybe made things worse would you yeah. say or I can totally yeah. relate to him he's right yeah 
And do you think there's anything schools can do to to help you, you know, when you're feeling maybe things are snowballing a little bit and you're kind of feeling a bit, I suppose, out of control when it all, or it feels like there's consequences to, um, you know, like you, you described how your relationships changed and then you felt alone and then that made things worse. Is there anything that you think schools can do in the here and now and in the future to help um, help you through the kind of the stresses that you've had over the, over the last year? I'm going to ask Alara, what, what do you think? Um, I think if if there's not one already, like a sort of mental health check. So you know, it, like if you're feeling um, down or up, you can you can just talk to someone to just you know. Just, just check up on you. Yeah. So a mental health check and someone to, to check in on you. And I know that, um, Troy, you've said friends have been a really good source for that. Do you think it could include teachers as well? Or Yeah. Yeah? So do you think that might be really helped, some kind of way of just checking up on people individually? Yeah, I think people would be more comfortable um, that talking to teachers alone than in front of other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I think that think school about? is like our second home. So if we oh. really need help, we can clearly come to our teachers and we can tell them anything. And I know that they will not judge us. So I think that school should portray themselves to students like they will not judge anyone. We can go to them anytime and talk to them about anything. We shouldn't feel scared or ashamed because we know the other person, our teachers, will not judge us. So I think the school should have like regular assemblies, weekly assemblies, to tell students that we are here for you and you can come to us and tell us anything. So just to raise awareness, you know, so just assemblies or even PowerPoint slides, presentations. So that's a good idea. And also the questionnaires, we get weekly questionnaires from Mr. Beckett. So that's a really good thing. We can self, we can self reflect we will know that we have done this in the past week and we have to improve this so we can also make suggestions for other pupils so that our suggestions are being heard by other ones mm. and then we can also help others mm. like this mm. so i think what you're saying is the the reflection part that the school helps yes. you with um is, is really helpful to you in your mental helpful. health but also i think what you're saying is mm. um and this is not always the same with all schools but having um sort of like this non-judgmental approach mm. or re reduction in what we call might like, stigma around mental health so that you feel you can reach out yes. and that you won't be judged for for saying so and that's a really important part of mental health for schools isn't it i think yeah and i know you had some ideas as well Troy, that you think uh, schools yeah. you know might benefit from understanding um I mentioned previously that if they were to talk to us individually and like ask us what we think uh, could be improved, which they already do, but I think if they were to send maybe a teacher or a member of staff to select a certain student like a day or in a week and then ask them about their own personal experiences and what they think they could improve, they could note this down and then do it with another student and then they could uh, elect a group of students to then select what like the common uh, trait is within each and everyone's uh, response and then they could focus on that particular subject in that week. Mm. But then I was also thinking, perhaps instead of talking to the student, they could talk to the parents or the family of that student, because what happens at school can also happen at home. And I think when you're at home, you spend your most time there. Mm. So it's best for you to have a very solid foundation at your home and then also at school. 
So if they were to be able to talk to parents to encourage their children to discuss their mental health, yeah. not only with them, but also with the teachers. Yeah. So that way that the child can then be more open. Mm. And I think just like separating school and home would also be very good for students. And I think if the parents were then to feedback to the school, so the school could then come on to our level and understand things from our perspective, mm. that would be very beneficial to all the students. Yeah, I like that idea of that joined up approach between the sort of parent and school. Yes. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you think, Alara? Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. yeah. I think I like that. Yeah. I think one of the challenges for schools is always, um, you know, when, when they invite parents in, it's trying to get parents in. Yeah. Um, and, and I know, you know, lots of schools sort of do things around newsletters and send out things on websites. I guess that's that's really the way that information gets out to parents. Yeah. Do you think there's any that's other ways? That's the best way. My parents actually read all the letters and then they come and discuss to me. They're like, your sir sent this and you have to talk to us about it. And I do talk to them. So I think that's a really good idea to share information with parents. Yeah, that's great. Now a short break to hear from our sponsors. Stamps by Post is a family-run business and a Royal Mail licensed provider of postage stamps to schools, charities and businesses. So whether you're a small rural school or a large multi-academy trust, you can have your stamps delivered straight to your door instead of visiting the post office. And when you order before 4pm, they're dispatched the same day via the first-class post. Stamps by Post have been providing customers with a first-class service now for over 25 years. To find out more or to place an order in just a few clicks, go to www.stampsbypost.com. Now back to the podcast. The other thing that I've noticed, so I work with some primary schools and secondary schools, and what we've noticed is there's, and Laura, maybe this is something that might be a bit closer to you because you're in year seven, that there's some, you know, a lot of the year sixes at the moment in primaries are really sort of quite worried about coming to secondary because they've barely been in, mm. in year six. They've barely been in that sort of top year of junior. And suddenly in a few weeks, they're having to imagine what it's like to go to a big secondary. What do you think maybe your role could be in helping helping our year sixes or our, our new um, young people coming in in September? What do you think? So I was just, just wondering what you thought, Laura, just to begin with, because obviously... You're in year seven. It's you know a bit. I guess it's been really tricky for you this year as well. Yeah, well, um, just like just helping them settle in and stuff. Like if they need directions, you know, helping them. Yeah. So just being open to them talking to you in case they need need you to. Yeah. Do you think that would have helped you? Is there anything else that would have helped you this year? Do you think with coming into um, school? I think I settled in um, fine, but yeah, I think that's yeah, that's just it. Yeah. What about anybody else? I think that we should be like really clear to them, really blunt to them, because sometimes we have been told all the advantages but not the drawbacks. Okay. But we need to tell them that there are challenges in secondary school and we need to tell them how to cope with it. Like we can tell them, yeah, you can make really good friends, you can have really great teachers, it's a huge school. But we need to tell them that there is going to be a work-study burden. You have to work... Um, you have to balance that work-life balance you have to manage that so we have to tell them about the challenges too just not the benefits mm. we need to be open to them we just need to tell them everything uh, we need to share our own personal experience mm. so that they can learn and also advices like you can do this don't do that yeah. don't talk to teachers like this listen to teachers submit work on time yeah so that they can follow us they can listen to us and they do listen to us so yeah. yeah we can yeah. do that 
So there's some really good advice there, isn't there? So not just the benefits of coming to yes. secondary, as, yeah, but actually what are the things that are challenges? And I guess what you said there is some solutions to those challenges yeah. as well, which is, you know, work-life balance will be hard. Here's some things that help me. Yeah, there's some really yes. wise words there. Um, I know from my own personal experience, as soon as I transitioned from year six to year seven, all I could think about was GCSEs. Yeah. And at that age, I was like very pressured into believing all I could get were nines. But something that the school really advocated for was the stress relief. Mm-hmm. And they really wanted us to understand that at school, it's not like a work factory. It's a place for you to really connect with like your older self and to really understand that as you grow older, it's not always going to be about work. It's also about your personal life and your relationships with other people. And I think a focus solely on those relationships and I found and I um, like I consolidated them with my teachers I consolidated them with my family and also my friends and I was not as I didn't struggle as much with transitioning from year six to year seven because I knew it wasn't just about your education and then your your GCSEs and then going on to A levels it wasn't just about the work it was also about the life that you'd have and as mentioned previously mm. the work-life balance mm. that is very essential and important so you need to be able to distinguish between the two yeah and I think perhaps as a solution, instead of focusing like schoolwork in the first week, because that's something I did in year seven, perhaps just host a, a, like a, a variety of assemblies uh, throughout the day to help uh, the people that have transitioned to understand that as secondary school, there are going to be challenges, there's going to be ups and downs, you will experience many trials and tribulations, but you, you will be able to overcome them because you're going to be given support. Uh-huh. You're going to be given personal experiences to show you how you're supposed to overcome these challenges that come your way, mm. and I think that'll be very useful for people. Mm, I think you're absolutely right. Very wise words. I'm just really interested, you talked about consolidating your relationships with like family and friends and teachers and, and people. How, how, did you, how did you do that? Um, I focused less on my schoolwork and I started to talk to people more and I think that people struggle with a lot is socialising. Yeah. You may feel that you don't like have like traits with other people around you but I noticed that some people they were similar to me because at the end of the day we're all human we all, we all have the same purpose and I should just make it through life and I just tried to speak to some people. I looked at the people that were maybe not um, like socialising as much and I spoke to them and then we were able to find some connection between us and then we invited more people to our group and then eventually like everyone else we had our own clique our own group of people yeah. to talk to and talk and talk to like regular day-to-day things about and then we started to approach other people in other groups and we started to talk to them about certain things and now i have connections with basically every person in my year group because of my want my wanting for these relationships and me going and approaching other people Oh, that's really, really good. Thank you for sharing that. And I think what's amazing as well to hear how you've done that, but also how the school has helped you to yeah. to really understand the balance between work and, and your own personal development. Yeah. And those two things absolutely should work alongside each other. Um, and it shouldn't be at the it won't be at the detriment of your work either. And I'm sure in year eleven you're finding um, that's a bit more of a pressure for you at the moment, is it? Yes, just a bit, but I'm getting continuous support from teachers. Like, they have been actually telling me how to apply, how to even make my personal statement. Yeah. So that's like continuous support from them, so that I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, that it, really gives you that yes. confidence, doesn't it? It's just the teachers who really play an important role. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Is there anything else you wanted to add today that you thought was really important for for school leaders yeah, to, to I would know. love to. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that it 
everything depends on us like we have to wake up every morning ready for another challenge it's our self-esteem that forces us to do to face new challenges so we don't have to ever give up we don't have to see others what others are doing it's just our inner thinking our inner self-esteem our self-confidence we have to boost our confidence every single day mm -hmm. we have to wake up every morning get out of the bed even if we're feeling low but we have to do things it just life it goes on like this and what kind of things um, do you think help to develop your self-esteem every day? It's actually day? inner belief. I think that we have to keep believe, uh, keep on believing in ourselves. Mm. Like we have to keep on believing that we can do it. No, uh, we don't have to depend on others. Okay, we don't have to rely on others. We have to say that we can do it, and I will do it no matter what. Mm. At the end of the day, I think. I mean, we're the same. Mm. I think we have to achieve those challenges. We have to achieve those goals, and yeah. we have to keep on moving forward. No one would push us. We have to push our own selves. Mm. Do you think some of the self-confidence and self-esteem comes from the people around us, though, the, the things that they say, the way that they treat us? Do you think some of that comes yeah. from there? What, what are your thoughts? Um, a lot of people, um, for like my, my, my form, which is Francis, we have, um, I'm the form rep, and a lot of people look up to me and look at the example that I set for them so that they can perhaps follow by this example. And I know one thing I did was I looked at my teachers, like my English teacher, Miss Kelly, and I focused on how she responded to life and how she tackled its challenges and how she went through things. And I tried to resemble, I tried to make my life resemble hers so I could follow like a really good work ethic and I could really manage to apply myself into different things. And then I spoke to my PE teachers like Mr. Powers and Mr. Matthews and they, uh, I learned from them that I should apply myself into extracurricular activities. And it's from the people around me that I realized this is how I want to move forwards in life. Mm. And I looked at uh, other people around the world, like Barack Obama at the time. I focused on all of the key things that he was saying. And I focused on like the, his life and his work ethic also. Mm. And I was like, I wanted to live a life where I wasn't pressured. I wanted to live a life where I was able to really apply myself into lots of different things. And I wanted a life where I felt relaxed and I felt calm and collected all the time. So I looked at everything I'd seen from other people, famous icons around the world, and I focused on myself and I thought, and I saw the differences, I saw the gaps, and I was like, I wanted to fill them. So I wanted to continue to push myself, and as mentioned, self-confidence and self-esteem, they're very important, mm -hmm. and accompanied with resist resilience and resisting all the threats and obstacles that come my way, mm -hmm. I think that was an important thing, and that impacted me greatly, and that's driven my push, wow. and I wanted to thrive in every way. Wow. So yeah, fundamentally, the, the people around you have really driven who, who you're becoming. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's very powerful, thank you. I think you, you, you sort of nodded and agreed when I said, do we think that, um, that our self-esteem and confidence in ourself actually comes a lot from, from people around us as well and the way that they see us, the things that they say to us, and you sort of, you, you agreed with that, so I was just wondering what your thoughts were around that. Um, so I think, yeah, the well, you're attracted to your own kind, um, as my mum tells me. The people you spend time with are going to reflect onto yourself. But um, like, if you hang out with people that make you feel nervous, you're going to become a nervous person, you know. If you, if you feel like you can't open up um, to your friends, like if you don't, if you don't feel... Um, Confident? Yeah, if you don't feel confident around them, then I don't think you're going to be a confident person in general. Yeah. Like, you need to be able to open up to people yeah. and just have a good whole self-esteem. Yeah. 
That was really, really powerful. And I think that also goes back to really what we said at the beginning, which is the importance of the whole school doing that. It's all, all the people around you and how they then demonstrate, you know, and help you to develop that confidence and self-esteem and that they can bring you up and at the same time can bring you down at times as well, can't they? So, you know, knowing that you've got teachers that don't judge and are there to listen is, is one of those really powerful things, isn't it, in terms of self-esteem and confidence? Mm, indeed. So I want to thank you very much for joining me today. It's been um, an absolute pr- privilege, really, just to, I don't know, just to sit and be able to reflect and talk to you about your experiences, because it has been quite a year, hasn't it? And I think, you know, there's lots of information, lots and lots for other schools to learn from what you've shared today. So I really want to thank you um, for doing that with me today. Thank you thank for having you. us. It was really insightful podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm sure you'll agree. Some fabulous comments and insights from the young people. Some powerful language that comes through their comments and perceptions. This school is not an exam factory. We hear that relationships, being able to reflect, to want to help others, and that the school will listen in a non-judgmental way, are all absolutely fundamental for well-being and resilience. At this point, I want to mention that this is a school which is an area in the 97th percentile in terms of deprivation. And the young people have significantly below average starting points and 56% of the pupils in the school access pupil premium. I would encourage you to listen to episode two, which is an interview with the senior leader from the school, sharing the vision and approach. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information and support on this topic, go to the resources section of the website www.halcyon.education forward slash podcasts.